All right. Welcome back to Agency Journey. This is your host, Gray McKenzie from ZenPilot. This week, I've got the pleasure of bringing on a good friend, Ian Garlic from Video Case Story. We're going to talk about a bunch of different things. Just launched a book, all kinds of things going on. Ian, welcome to the podcast. Gray, it's my pleasure. Here it's we go. Uh, this, is, this is going to be so fun. So let's start. Uh, anyone who's not familiar with Video Case Story, let's give them kind of the quick picture of what that business looks like. Yeah. So we've been doing video marketing for about 15 years a lot of youtube pretty heavy uh we've worked with all sorts of industries started in legal marketing uh grew out into working with other consulting firms and other agencies we do a lot we work with a lot of agencies um a lot of the ones you probably know the big ones have come to us for video video strategy and we renamed we rebranded as video case story really separate the product out we still do other types of videos and YouTube marketing, but really starting with customer stories across anyone we found is the place to go. And I mean, it's not, I'm not, it's not this miraculous thing that no one talks about. If you read scientific advertising or any of the, like the hundred year old marketing books that talk about know your customer inside and out. And that we just layer on the fact that we collect these videos and create a strategy around it, especially YouTube based and then work with partners uh, like other agencies undistributing the videos, distributing the stories, improving websites, running PPC. So yeah, that's, that's us. So, and you've helped us with our video strategy, which has been, been super helpful. So we've got firsthand experience kind of getting Ian's eyes on what the heck we're doing and where we're screwing it up. Um, one of the <laughs> things that has happened a couple different times internally and with other folks who I've talked to is people say, you know, have you talked to uh, Ian over a video case study? I'm like, no, 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 it's video case story. So and I would assume there's people listening who are like, why do you say case story? You know, it's a case study, but you get a good reason for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Can you explain the difference? Here, I'll tell you one, just super simple. What's the last case study you remember? <laughs> right. No one remembers studies, they remember stories. And I think this is super, super important in the agency space for several reasons. Um, the number one reason is people remember stories. We get, uh, people buy with emotions, we all know that. I had Paul Zach on my launch. Um, he wrote, actually wrote part of the, uh, the board for the book. He did all this neuroscience study and wrote this amazing book, Immersion. And he talks about like the ultimate branding moments happens at the high point of emotion. And so for focusing on that emotion, we focus on great storytelling, you have this amazing branding opportunity. And I don't like the word branding generally, but it's, it's the truest sense of the word. People remember you. Um, so that's the number one reason collecting stories improves every part of your business. Simply having a case study doesn't, right? It's like, and, and there's several reasons that becomes actually almost onerous on your business. As you grow, one of the things we talk about in the book, is the case story flywheel. You get bigger clients, right? You get better clients. And now all of a sudden, like the case study that you talked about where it's like, oh, we grew them from, you know hundred thousand dollars a year in ad spend to five hundred thousand dollars a year in ad spend where we grew them from a million dollar agency to a 1.5 million dollar agency it's like well i'm i'm spending a million dollars a year i don't want to work with that guy so you, you, that case study's gone right instead of the story of how you transform someone's business and so that's why you know and, and people remember it you get better data you get better information you talk about the transformation you know um, you guys have transformed a lot of businesses and you know, I was actually just talking to someone about this today. And it's like, uh, about you guys. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, you, you should talk to Gray. And he's been like, well, you know, it was like, kind of like, 
oh, I saw this thing and I, you know, I'm not sure if the rights for my business size, right? Because they saw a size of the business. I'm like, yeah. no, oh, interesting. It's, it's more about strategy and getting these systems down because I know Gray's helped, you know, 50, 60, 70 person agencies that have the same problem as five person agencies that they don't have. Right. The, you know, their, their project management software is a big, huge mess. And it's probably, it's costing them more money than any ads could bring them in. So that's why really focusing on the story is so important. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, you just put a bunch of this stuff into a book, video testimonials that land the big fish, which just recently launched. It, uh, and it, you can point to people to the website or Amazon or wherever you'd rather point people. But I'd love to talk a little bit about like why the book and what that process has been like. Yeah, sure. Um, so, you know, we'll uh, put, uh, I think it's, let me make sure, testimonialbook.com slash Zenpilot. We'll put some extra information in there for agencies, specific to agencies, because we're really, it's for anyone who has a high value customer. I don't like the idea. I don't like the word high ticket because it yeah. makes it seem so transactional. And it's like high value, you bring value to them and you're worth a lot to them. Um, but, uh, you know, we've worked with doctors, lawyers, uh, SaaS companies, big name consultants, um, you know, business leaders. But why the book? Because, I mean, I like to write, but also I think it's, you know, you got to have from a just pure selfish standpoint, you've got to put yourself out there as an expert. And I think books really make you the expert. And writing the book, it makes you think about what you do. And a lot of people are like, well, I'm just going to get a ghostwriter. And I'm like, well, you should have a process and work with someone who does more than just ghostwrite. I think it improves what you do. It definitely transforms, like, constantly. The hard part about the book was like, I'm like, oh, and I'm writing this. I'm like, we should probably change that little piece. And we should do this a little bit different. But it's our complete process. Because um, I wanted people to see, like, our process is extensive. And this is the most important part of your business is your customer stories. You know, because if you, that's what you sell with, that's what improves your business. And so I want people to realize there's a specific process to thinking about them, collecting them, crafting them, delivering them, improving your business with them. And just the overall process was, uh, yeah, I've been working out for like five years, some version of it. Wow. And, um, it, it, you know, I had a few different people help. And then Michelle Prince at Performance Publishing really, and her team helped me take it across the finish line which you need a team. I think a lot of people are like, well, I can do this myself. I'm like, I, I've done it before. And it's just so much, you know, you, towards the end, you just freaking hate the thing. No matter what. Right, <laughs> I've right. talked to so many authors. They're like, I just want this gone. I hate that. I read it. And I'm like, it sucks. And like, you find every problem. Uh, but, you know, and, and from a higher level strategy, you know, we, we want to drive more people to our YouTube channel. So we have a lot of QR codes in there. I want to provide a ton of value to people and, um, yeah. And just like, and demonstrate some of the stories in a single place. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, uh, how long did it take you to write the whole book? I mean, this, you said you've been working on it for years, but kind of like the, the start to finish of, of creating this version of it. This version probably about eight months. Cause it was more uh, whittling down yeah. and improving. Um, I did, uh, you know, I did a lot, you know, I talk about that too. It's like, you know, in the launch group, cause I did a launch group, which I think is super important and got feedback and thanks for being part of it. Yep. But, um, it, it's, I started with, I, when I got to this point, 
like, let me just talk through. And I recorded audio, transcribed it, rewrote it myself and improved upon it. And so it took about eight months just because as we're doing it, I was improving the processes. Yeah. So I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I need to change that and change that. And, or we'd get another story. Like if I was about three weeks away from publishing and Cossum, uh over at Solutions 8, you know, was talking about how they, you know, they had an eight figure exit and they were running $200,000 a month in YouTube ads. And their number one retargeting video was the case stories that we created for them. I'm like, Got to kind of put that in there. That should probably yeah, be included. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of stuff that was happening. But I mean, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Now looking back and now I'm having fun marketing it. Uh, my parents talk a lot about, uh, have you ever heard about the two types of fun? Like type one fun and type two fun? No. Um, I've got, I, I might have told this story on the podcast before, so I'll give you the, the quick version of it. Uh, type one fun is, you know, the typical fun. It's like fun in the moment. Type two fun is the fun that is not fun in the moment and is fun later in reflection. So. My parents were talking to me about that. They did this 70 mile like backpacking hike a couple of years ago with some of my younger brothers and, uh, you know, everyone had blisters and it rained on them and whatever else, like not that fun, not fun in the moment at all for most of the trip, but they have such fond memories of it. And so it's type two fun. I all my that. life they told me about this and like, you know, I'm out like digging ditches growing up or whatever. And they're like, Hey, this is, is going to be type two fun. Like you're going to be proud of this down the road. And, uh, I was like, no, you guys are making this stuff up. I Googled it not that long ago and someone actually wrote, it's not their original idea. This actually came from somebody else and they talked about like three <laughs> types of fun. Uh, and it, so anyways, I thought that was kind of funny that my parents. Wait, so there are three types of fun. It's not fun at all, but you, while you take pride in having done it, you'll never voluntarily do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyways, uh, I think writing a book is probably a good example. Like most of the people I've talked to who've written a book are like, uh, yeah, they fall into the type two type of type oh, of yeah. fun uh, no. out of the experience. It's so exciting at the beginning, and then like halfway through, it gets a little uh, and that last like getting over the finish line is the worst. Yeah, you kind of hit on something that I have a lot of conversations around, which is I talk about process documentation and improvement as like, hey, those things will always go together. And we've got people who are like, no, this is gonna be too expensive if we you know allocate time for improving it too. Like we've got good processes, let's just do it. Let's just, let's just document it and get it in there. And the conversation is like, it's not going to happen. Once you start writing it out, it's going to be so obvious. It's going to hit you and like jump off, off the, off, off the paper or off the screen and slap you in the face. And you're like, oh, I don't even know why we do it this way. There's a, there's clearly a better way. You will improve it if you document it. Oh, 100. Literally I was doing that this morning and I'm like, oh, and I, I adjusted something else in, in our process. And it's like, just wrote it out again because I was going to verbally say it. And then I'm like, let me write this down because I was having like, I was like, I just had a feeling about it. And you are 100%, especially when you start to, like you have someone like yourselves, like on the other side of it um, and you're teaching it or you have someone else looking at it and then you say it to someone. I was doing this the other day with, yeah, I had someone looking at my offer, uh, Mike Caldwell and, you know, for our training program and, and I start saying it to him and I'm just like, Oh, this, he's like, yeah, you, you saw that too. Yeah, I'm like, right. yeah. And you, you, you just don't, that's the value of consultants values. People like yourself is having that outside team. And it's so, so valuable Yeah, and it accelerates everything so fast. We all know it intuitively. It's like whiteboarding is a term for a reason. Like we want to get on a whiteboard so that we can draw it out, show somebody. And we know if we just draw it on the whiteboard, like it will change. This is a fluid thing that we'll, we'll find ways to improve it. 100%. We do it. So it's funny that it's intuitive, but then not intuitive at the same time. Sometimes. Yeah. 
it's like, oh, I don't have time for it. I don't have money for it. I'm like, yeah, this, it, that $10,000 is going to cost you a million dollars over the next three years. Yep. Right. It is. It is pretty crazy. Um, so you're super process driven. Um, the whole, I mean, you talked about how the, this is the, the book is kind of the encapsulation of the process at this point in time, but you're also in the middle of launching a book and running a business and busy time of year and kind of, you know, working on future projects. You're also working on a partner program. Mm-hmm. Um, and so have this vision for, well, actually I'll, I'll let you tell it, walk us through kind of what's the vision for this partner program. Well, so we've had partners in the past and what I want to teach people is our strategy. Cause I've been so many, I've worked with so many agencies that I'm like, so tell me about your sales process. Um, and if segment says, um, and like hesitates at all, I realize they don't really have a sales Correct. process and it's, I'm, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm preaching the choir, right? It's like, tell me about your process for this. So like, uh, well, let's see. And <laughs> like, so. It, it's the process I've been, this process has been really like 17 years in the making in some way, shape or form. Um, and so it's constant evolution. There's little tweaking and it's so powerful. And what I love about it, it's so powerful on both sides. It's powerful when you work with a client because it gets them across the finish line faster, gets them better results. And really, and everyone's like, well, where should I use these? I'm like, it really should affect everything an agency does whether you're a trade show agency or you're a local agency. Um, and I, and not only will it improve what you do and improve your results and make you able to sell stuff faster, um, it transforms the lives of your clients because every time, like we start to collect stories and I hear this and they're like, wow, I didn't know that about the client and the customer. And I just want to impact more people. And I wrote the book. I, you know, most people aren't going to read the book. And I think the, the small percentage that read it will be a little overwhelmed because it's a, it's a process that someone needs to guide you through like you guys, right? It's, there's certain people that probably can do all of their processes on their own. And they're so, so small, a, a, a fraction of people. And that's why I want to have guides that can really help people and then improve agencies business because it's like, really, I'm like going through the numbers. It's easy for an agency, not only to close faster, but also add recurring revenue. We retain clients for like some of our clients for like 12 years because of this process. And, you know, and you get so close to them and so close to their customers and you know so much about their business and you get them amazing results because also, I mean, how many times I'm you sure you hear this from agencies, like you send over a website or you send over content and people are like, Bleh. like, you know, they just, they're like, no, this isn't right. But you, if you send them a customer story, very, very, and if it's a good one, very testimonials kind of don't do it, but a great customer story, you send it over to them like, oh my God, yeah, this is amazing. And, and they love you. And I want other people to experience that. <laughs> That's awesome. What, um, how do you, like when you're launching something like the partner program, how do you figure out like who leads this? How do we staff it? How do we look, kind of what's your process of building out a program like that? I, I went to some of the experts, some people who have done it before, looked at it. I'm lucky to know I've been through like so many partner programs. Yep. And, um, and you know, it was a lot of it's like, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I did like this. I did like this. I liked this person. I didn't like that person. And, and, and also it's, you know, it's constant improvement. It's just like, and I'm running it to begin with. 
Um, and I've talked, you know, I talked to Alex Glenn over at partnerships.io, I think. Yep, partner um, or partner hub. I forget which one it is now. Sorry. That's Alex. okay. Partner, partner programs and partner hub is the product. So, yeah. 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 So, um, you know, and, and, you know, he has a lot of great advice and my friend Corey Snyder and, uh, you know, partner leaders and, and then just the end user, like, what do you need? What do you want? And looking at that and going, how can we best serve you? Um, and so I'm figuring out what each role is you know, what the person's doing, what the outcome is, and trying to figure out who will do that down the road. I want to keep it pretty lean. Um, I, this isn't something I'm going to have thousands. I pro- my vision is like maybe 100 partners. Yep. I want it to be a tight-knit community, awesome people, people I love talking to, like yourself, you know, that, fun, that hop on. I'm like, oh, I'm excited to talk to them, excited to help them. That's why I want to keep it. And if it gets too wheel- unwieldy or I'm like, I got to hit these numbers. Yeah. Then, then I lose that. Right. That makes sense. What for folks who are interested, who are like, hey, this, uh, you know, this jives with the services that we have. It's complementary to what we do. Um, reach out to you. Kind of what's the best call to action for those folks? Yeah. Yeah. Reach out to me. Um, you know, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, obviously, pick up the book and, you know, get the emails, but you can email me at ian.videocasestory.com. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, those are the, the best places or, you know, tag me in a post and be like, I want in. That'd yeah. be awesome. When you all viral. No. <laughs> Do it, right. Um, what yeah, are, that, oh, sorry. Keep going. Go I didn't finish that one. And then I've got a question for uh, you. I, I, to be honest with you, it's, it's pretty select right now. Cause it's like hand outreach. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, we're only doing one partner in each market. Yeah. So it's not like if you're. You know, if you are in the legal market and you're working with personal injury attorneys, there's going to be one partner and that's it. So it's kind of hand select right now, but I'd love to talk to you and see what you're doing. And if, if it's not a perfect fit, you know, we can help each other in other ways. Right. Right. That's awesome. What's your favorite, like, Hey, here, here's my actual tip from the book. Here's what people should be doing to get started with it. Now I've never, you know, for the agency owners like, ah, oh, I know we should be doing this. This all resonates, but we haven't done it yet. What's the starting point? I think the real starting point is what I've said. It's right in the beginning of the book. It's, and I just did it today for us. It's dedicating 30 minutes a week to your customer stories. It seems like it might be a lot. Like, it's your customers. It's the people you're serving. It's how can we improve our customer experience and also use collect more stories and how we use it. You dedicate that time and then run through the system. I mean, it's it, the system is step by step and you know you start you start to collect the tack you do the tackle box system um which is the strategy system you know where you talk through your customers like just like talking through your systems when you talk through your customers and talk through their stories you start to see these patterns you start to see all these things are and then you're like oh we need to collect more of that or we need to really talk to them about this um and if you run through the system i promise you even just doing the tackle box very few, you know, I've had a few people nights have super aha moments, but I've literally helped people develop entire product lines, just talking through their customer stories. Yep. But then you collect them and now you just, if you have 30 minutes a week, like, Hey, let's put this little post out about this story, or let's talk about this story. Right. That you can sell literally with nothing but customer stories. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know if, um, I've ever thrown this one at you before. In an agency that's a little bit, you know, someone who's 10 plus people and the owner 
who's probably still the face of the business in some ways, or you know, is doing some of the selling. Mm -hmm. um, they are out of delivery. They're not doing the actual client servicing, and maybe are looped in, but maybe not looped in on what some of the biggest customer wins are. Do you ever see a world where that makes sense to push that to like a head of delivery, head of client services, and say, "Hey, you're in charge. Like part of your job is giving me back these you know, video case stories, basically from customer wins." I think we oh one hundred percent. I think you know you, that's where you know hiring a company to help you with that. Uh, you know, I mean, we still do it. Yep. So hiring a company or putting someone internal into it. Um, I did a podcast with Jotform and they've been doing this for like eight years. I forget his name and I'm sorry. Uh, but you know, they, they have someone who's 100% dedicated to this and that's their internal job. Now it's, that's a, you know, 15 million user company. But the point being, I would 100 have like uh, you know, your head account manager or client experience person yep. doing that. Um, the one thing is, you know, if, if you're collecting them in house, make sure the person collecting and doing the interviewing is not the person who's directly working with the person. Mm. So that's kind of, it's kind of like, you know, I always say this is, it's kind of like going on a date and then having, asking the date what, how it went. Right. right. <laughs> like I want to interrogate you about the date. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I think, but even so, even if someone's collecting them and crafting them, 100% the owner needs to be listening to them. Yeah. I, and, you know, that's one of the stories I talk about a lot in the book is Walt Disney. He was about to die when he was like 60. He was 62. He was 62 and he was still walking the park. I mean, he died like he did this up to like three months before he died. And he died of lung cancer. It was horrible. And, you know, but he also had all these other injuries, all these other problems. And he was the most famous person in the world. I mean, pretty much like we can't, he makes Taylor Swift look not too famous. And, you know, and when we think about it, you know, like everyone knew who Walt Disney was and he would still walk the park and listen to people's stories. So, I mean, if, if he, if he made it that much of a priority, I think the rest of us can, can do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's a great, that's a great example and a good story to kind of drive home the, drive home the point. Um, I want to ask you this question and ask everybody who's on, which is, uh, what's your number one tip for agency operators? Whew. That's a, that's big a big one, right? one. So, you know, I, mean, I, I told you this, that we batch record, uh, agency yeah. journey. So today I have had a couple of the ones that stand out already. Um, one was around, um, process. So go figure somebody who's a, is a process fan, um, who we have on the podcast. Um, but one was hire a data scientist. Um, so Paris mm -hmm. Childers from hop online, 40 person agency. Um, he's big into machine learning and AI, which I think everybody, you know, most agencies are not going to have a choice, but to be there at some point in time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's big on like, he, he's hired a data scientist and, um, yeah, that was like his big thing, which was the first time someone said that on the, on the podcast is their number one tip for agency operators. I, I, I think process it's process and people, right? So it's like, it's, it's always going to be process and people you'll have all these other tools, but it, it's, it's evolving the process and don't leave it process like strategy is a continuously evolving thing. So you just got to realize you're never going to have it perfectly dialed in, but it's something that you got it like case stories. So fundamentally, you just got to dedicate time to looking at the processes 
and dedicate time to looking at the people and like, do you have the right people running that process? You know, and the process might be data scientists, but it's, I think it's just constant blending of those two. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. And then the last question for you, I meant to ask you this one before. Um, this goes back to the book and I had it jotted down and I, I skipped it over it in my notes. Did you have a goal for the book or like what defines success with the book? Oh, that's a great question. For me, success for the book, I, at first I was like, I didn't care about bestseller status. And it was like, then it, it, it came out and I'm like, I need to get number one. And, yep. and then, draft. yeah, and then three days before uh, Alex Hermosi does his launch, I'm like, whoops, I should have paid attention to that, uh, <laughs> and, you know, a million dollars into marketing. So we didn't hit number one in that category. We hit number one in a bunch of other categories, which is awesome. Um, you know, I, I wanted, I kind of wanted to be a perennial, really good seller. Yeah. Uh, my friend, Chris Lockhead wrote an awesome book called Snow Leopard where he talks about like great writers and great creators that are true thought leaders don't have a huge, not necessarily the best sellers, but they are, they sell well and they impact the lives of the people that are doing it. Like, whereas Gary V has millions upon millions of views or, or, and millions of people listening to him, but none of his stuff is like breakthrough transforming lives. I mean, yes, he does transform some lives. Sure. But it's not like anything he says is like, oh my God, I didn't think of it that, that way. It's just, it's so, and that's kind of where I wanted to, is like, this is the process and I want people, I so want so many people to just focus on their customer stories more and video case stories. And, and also we talk a lot about YouTube. Yeah. I think YouTube is a place where everyone needs to be focusing because it, and I'm, that's my next book is about that because it's, we're not thinking about YouTube the right way as agency owners. Um, unless, I mean, obviously if you have clients that are influencers. It's one thing to think of influencers, but with YouTube, like the clients like Cossum or Marty at Bad Rhino that have rocked it, aren't thinking about subscribers. They're thinking about YouTube as an educational encounter resource. Right. So yeah, sorry, long, long, long answer to it's huge. I mean, even just since, even just since we started talking about YouTube and what we're doing and we've pushed really hard into YouTube over the, you know, this, this year, especially. Uh, the number of FTAs, first-time appointments for us, the kind of the start of our sales process, um, like where it goes from kind of marketing to sales, uh, coming from YouTube or mentioning like, hey, I saw this YouTube video or this was a big part of it. A huge lift um, in that very, very quickly. And it transforms. That's how my business started was YouTube was purchased by Google and it transforms the conversation. Yeah. It, it, it transforms because you're like, I feel like I know, like, and trust. I understand how this person works. And now we've, YouTube is a completely different entity than any other channel out there of how we adapt to it and how we use it as individuals. And I think it's just such a huge opportunity to amplify everything you do for your clients and not necessarily look at the big numbers as much as look at the big fish and like talking to those. And I mean, one of the things I've just wrote about is, you know, you have the DIYers, but before that you have the people that just want to be entertained. Yep. And so many influencers just go for the people that want to be entertained. And you go for those numbers like Mr. Beast, but those people aren't going to do anything with you. And then you have on the other side, uh, give me the best, what I call the GMB and or GBM and, or GMB. That's right. Yeah. Um, and give me the best. And those people won't subscribe. They probably won't comment. They'll watch, they'll consume. I have so many of those people that come to me like, I've been watching your videos. They have never subscribed. 
They're not my list. They're, you know, but they will come in and drop a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Like it's nothing. Yeah. It's a huge, um, a hundred percent, the lift to, uh, so just to pure volume, like number of, number of deals coming in is increasing, but at the same time, we, like the, the quality of those conversations is showing up in deal velocity. So shorter time to close and then close rate, uh, increasing as well, just because people have more trust, have more questions answered ahead of time. And I think everyone's hesitation is like, I don't want to give away the farm. I don't want to give away at all. They look at you and it's like, Hey, here's my entire process all in 150 page book. Like, here's the book that, that walks the whole thing. And the reality is to what you said earlier, like us, very, very small fraction of folks will actually go implement that. Nobody, like almost nobody that you can put the whole playbook in front of people. It's not their core skill set. It's not what they gravitate towards. It's a great educational tool. It's a great way to show people, hey, here's how it's possible. Here's how you can believe in it because we've got a whole coherent system. But the vast majority of teams will not actually go implement it and they'll wind up coming back to you because you're the resource who's proven that you've got a system for getting it done. The people that get me the best people are the ones that are like, I want to understand, like right now I'm talking, you know, we're built, work, we were talking about before, building out software. I want to understand how it works so then I can go hire the best person to have the conversation. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I'm not, I don't want to do it all, but I want to understand how it works right. so that I have it. And, and there's so, those people, there's a lot less of them, but man, when the, they decide, they will decide fast, work with you. And because you're so transparent, they understand how everything works. They will, like you said, deal velocity just increases. Right. And customer satisfaction, because they know the process yeah. on the other side. Yep. Like, oh, this is what's happening. Oh, that's the hidden benefit. You're teeing up your delivery team for much um, cleaner customer experience when they already have some expectations. Hey, I already know there's going to be a, a painful period here at some point when I'm trying to teach people new habits. I already know like what some of the bumps and bruises in the road will look like. That's huge for your customer success team, then your delivery team to be able to lead clients through and coach them through. Hey, this is, you know, that part that you knew was going to get hard. Like here's where it's about to get hard and we need to push through it. Uh, so yeah, you're teeing up everything for, for better yep. results. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I told you so it's in the book. <laughs> That's right there. That's awesome. Well, this has been super fun, Ian. Thanks for coming on Agency Journey. Anywhere else you want to point people um, other than you mentioned uh, testimonybook.com slash pilot. You mentioned the books on Amazon, Video Case Story. Anywhere else that we should yeah. point people? Yeah. If, I mean, videocasestory.com. And, you know, if you go to video, everything else will lead into our YouTube channel. Um, and, I mean, those are best. If you want to connect to me on LinkedIn, just mention you saw me here so I can cut through the spam and be like, okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. Well, Ian, thanks for joining us today on Agency Journey. Great. Thanks so much for having me.